Hands off parenting. It's just hands off parenting. Put that down, don't touch that, stop it. Where's the line? This is working. Check, check, check. Yes, it's working. Yeah? Yep. No fuzzy sounds? No. Oh, wow. No fuzzy sounds. Okay, let's just go with it. Let's do it. All right. Well, hi, I'm Abby. I'm Steph. This is Hands Off Parents. How are you doing? I'm tired. Yeah, you must be exhausted. I am really tired. I I was fortunate enough to see Stephanie act last night. Yes. Or whenever you're listening to this. um, In a play, and she was fabulous. And I don't use that word very often because I don't like it. You were very cute. You were like, you were like... This is what Abby said to me. You were like a different person. You were like, not yourself. You were really acting. Acting. She's like, you're a real actress. (laughs) You are. Do you know how much I paid for my degree? I fucking better be. That's true. That's true. (laughs) That would be a real shame. Yeah. Um, But that's very kind. It's funny because my co-stars are all very young, like 22, 26, and 30-ish. And they all like are, you know, opening night, like going out. They're all going to the bar and they're like, why aren't you going to come? I'm like, you guys don't understand. You don't get it. Like, I'm old. I'm old. There is a child in my in my house. Yeah, like the, you have to get up at 530 in the morning. I will. I have to take her to school. I have to make a lunch still tonight. Oof. I mean, there's not, you know, live your lives, guys. Yes. Mine is done. Keep living it. Mine is done. <laughs> Segway. Segway into... <laughs> Do. Life being done. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a wrap. And it's a wrap. Um, we have a few things to talk about We have about a few today. things to talk about. Well, let's address, we got, a, we got a message. We did get a message. We got some hate mail. Little tiny bit of hate mail. A taste of hate mail. Yeah. Well, a for a long time uh, listener. And so... A very supportive listener. Yeah. And we often, I think we try really hard to... Uh, remember that we like we are in this privileged place and then we'll talk about things and we'll like dump on things and we'll be like wait a minute but we're so you know we can just we can't yeah yeah we should just shut our mouths we can't complain about anything and she reminded us that like you still can complain about things and just because you have the ability to have food in your fridge doesn't mean that it still sucks when your kid goes in the fridge and throws crap all over the floor like right it does and she's absolutely right and yeah it's it's all relative it's whatever your world is right yes and like I will say I mean we we try not to like just completely talk about politics all the time but I I do feel like a true impending sense of doom like in in a way that's like let it's more than just like oh everything sucks it's like I feel bad constantly yeah yeah about everything so one of my friends told me that there's a theory somebody like nasa did something this is so stupid because i don't remember what happened but something got like done like from a metaphysical or whatever quantum physical science science happened science and there's this theory that we are now in like basically the darkest timeline like there's two parallel universes and we are in the wrong one we're in we're in the dark ages yeah we're in the darkest timeline like we are in 1985 when biff is president and 
Marty goes back to the wrong 1985. How are we going to get out of it? That's what I said. Um, and I was told you cannot. Oh, well, that makes me feel a lot fucking better, Abby. Thank you. But then I was, I countered with, have you ever seen Fringe? They do fix it in Fringe. Have you ever seen Fringe? Wait, I have not seen Fringe. You need to watch Fringe. It's Is it a so movie? Good. No, it's a TV show and it stars uh, Pacey from... Oh my God, I love him. I, I will know. watch anything he's in. Did you see The Affair? Did you watch The Affair? I didn't finish it because I don't have Showtime, so I, I only watch only it. I only watched it for him. I love him. He is so cute. He's very cute. Like, I can't even get over how cute he is. He was cute. And he Dawson's ages like Creek. a fine wine. Yes. Why did he break up or why did they break up? I don't know. Who was he with? He was with um, that blonde and they were so classy looking all the time. It doesn't matter. Cool story, bro. Basically, like, <laughs> this is the thing, though. Like, I feel like this is what is going on. Like, we're in this this dark time and, like. You know, two weeks ago, 58 people were shot to death. And then, like, nobody's talking about it anymore. And then, like, it's just just part of the news cycle. And all this Harvey Weinstein stuff. Like, every woman on your news feed is like, me too, me too, me too. Like... And 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 there's a president who who has bragged about sexually assaulting yeah. women, and like it, he is so toxic. And I mean, you know, like when George W. Bush gets up and does a speech, like yeah, like th- th- about how horrible the yes. current administration is. Yes. Like it's bad, guys. Yeah, it's bad. And then and then we're talking about like celebrity breakups. Like there's this <laughs> there's this like. This polar thing that goes on, I guess, as a result of like social media, which we've all agree is, is the, the worst. Worse, and it's destroying everything. Um, but like, we're so like every moment is so fleeting. So like, the heavy, heavy moments yeah. where fifty-eight people are murdered are just as fleeting as like Pacey breaking up with his wife. Yeah, like it's all kind of carries the same weight. Well, the, you, you, there's like this. It's just a desensitization, right? Where you're, you just like put everything on the same plane. Oh, yeah. People died. However many people are still getting burned in California. Right. I mean, that's just, it's horrific. And then, and then it took the president like what, three weeks to say something about it. Puerto Rico is still like, they still don't have electricity. I mean, the whole, everything this, there has to be. Right. And there, well, but Puerto Rico has a lot of brown people. So why, why, I mean, this is like, this is again, like it's so (laughs) like the rampant racism that is trickling down that is that is leading the country right now is truly terrifying like i don't even think it's like i feel bad i feel scared i'm scared yeah like i'm really afraid for our children and for our future i feel oddly hopeful i think this is all like things hit it feels like when you know you're like watching a train wreck and then it wrecks and then people come out of it and they have a new lease on life. That's, is that going to happen? Though? I hope so. I well, hope. not if we're living in the upside down, like you suggested. If we're living in the <laughs> the darkest timeline, I I really don't know how you get out of that because no one has solved it. Yeah, I I mean, so anyway, this is like okay, check your privilege, but like honestly, I do feel like somebody's choking me. <laughs> 
like I do. No, it's exhausting. Genuinely feel strangled. I every morning I look at my phone and then I start crying and then I put it away. And yeah. I caught like. I had to stop calling representatives and that's, I mean, that's, that is the, a desensitization. Yeah. I mean, did you see that thing I posted about all those comments, all the, all the representatives in the, that have made terrible comments about rape that are yeah. our, our elected officials yeah. and they just, I don't know. Yeah. It, I feel like it's particularly hard to have young children in this kind of a world because I like, I just feel so. I just feel for her. I just feel like how, what is this world going to be for you? I think what, I, what I've been agreeing with, I have feeling mixed feelings on this me too campaign and I'm not going to express them here, but I really wish you would. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a podcast host. I, this is what you get paid to do. But to talk about parenting from a parenting's perspective, parenting a daughter, me too campaign counts. Yeah, Absolutely. I want to raise my sons to be guys who would not do that, who are respectful. And I think, and I saw a lot of people repeating that sentiment, like, well, what can you do about it? Because that, like so many social media campaigns, it's just like, okay, so what do we do? What's the action plan? Well, you can't. There's not just an action plan. So think about the future and and just stop being a dick and and think about that mm-hmm. and raise your kids to not be jerks just but isn't the campaign really just about awareness yeah i think it's about awareness like because i had this conversation with my husband actually yeah he was like i saw that you posted that thing and he was like kind of asking me about it and i was like oh this is just a part of our life like I, I wouldn't talk to you about it because it's just part of who I am. Like, I'm constantly afraid of men. Like, yeah. I always have my keys clutched between my hands. I'm cu- If I see a man, I lock my doors. Like, I, I have a built-in yeah. alarm system yeah. that if you're not a woman, you don't know about. And nobody talks about it because it's just what we all live with. Yeah. Like, yeah. just constant fear. <laughs> like... Yeah. No, absolutely. Um... And, like, my husband is, like, very woke, you know, and very feminist-driven. He is. He is. But, like, it was just sort of an interesting, like, I can't, I was like, I can't tell you the number of times I've been, like, harassed on the street. I mean, I lived in New York for seven years. Like, what? It just happens. It's just, you just just look up and somebody is. Daily life. Yeah. Um, But anyway. I don't know where we were going with that. It's but really thinking gone off about, the rails. Yeah, we really <laughs> got off the rails here. But thinking about raising a daughter in that. Ah, I, I can segue. Yeah. The mental load. Okay. It is, it is the a part things of the that are load. in your mind that are not written down, that are not out there. There's There was this woman who wrote this article that everybody went viral. Now she's gotten like 1,700 book, book deals um, or, or offers for book deals and things like this. Um, is that there's a, so much stuff that we carry around and it's particularly women driven, um, that are like the doctor's appointments and the mm-hmm. things that we have to do and the things that we have to bring to class and all the stuff that you don't, that you can't put down that doesn't have an end. You can't scratch it off your list. It's just constantly there. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about how this time of year it's enhanced because we're about to get into the holiday season. Yeah. 
where the mental load like triples because it, it comes along with travel and it comes along with family, family. and family and family yeah. and, you know, and, but do you think men don't have a mental load like that? Or do you think, okay, let me, let me refract, retract that. Do you think that they don't have to because women take it on un, unasked, unsolicited, we take that on. And if we did not, the mental load would be shared. This is just a throwing this out there. I think like a lot of this has to do with relationship dynamics. So in my household, we have like an unspoken agreement about who does what mental load wise. Right. So like anything that has to do with the house, like right now, neither of our sinks in our bathroom are, are draining. We just have pools of water that automatically goes to Mike. Okay. Like Mike has to deal with, scheduling landscapers and plumbers and brewer anything house related yeah he has to take on okay anything like doctor appointment related things we need to bring to class like details about iris's stuff go to me yeah that seems pretty standard i think right I and think it is would agree with very you. kind of gendered i think yeah it is very gendered um we have a messy house like, I think we have agreed, again, without speaking about it, that we're just going to have a messier house than we, than we ever want. And, like, I know people, like my mother, like, who can't live under those conditions. Yeah. Like, it has to be, everything has to be exactly where it is. My house, nothing will ever, ever, ever be where it lives. It, no, if I find something where it's supposed to be, I am shocked. Yeah. If I open the drawer where a thing is supposed to be and I find it there, I'm like, who, what kind of alien came in overnight and put this there? I do the same. I often look there and then I high five myself. I'm like, <laughs> I must have thought ahead that I right. should put it away where it belongs. Yeah. Like underwear I don't find in the drawer. I find it in the laundry room. It, like, yeah. And laundry I know, like, I know like if it. it's in the dryer or in the basket. I know like. Right. <laughs> I mean. Okay. So that's a part of the mental load, right? Yes. So we. I forget where I was. Oh, I might I don't remember. I went away for one day for and Rob was taking care of the kids and he, it was like where is the underwear again now? Where is the I was like I had to sort of lay it out. And nothing against him because I organized that. Yep. So why don't I just put the underwear away where they go rather than being like, "Oh, I know where they are. They're in this pile." Well, and it's like on the changing table yeah, that we don't use anymore. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's systematized mess by you. Like, yes. And then, like, I take on the grocery, the food, yeah. mental load, yeah, all of that stuff. Um, appointments. But does it does it make you uncomfortable if Mike does some of those things? Yeah, I don't think he's going to do it right. Like, so this is the thing. So it's a controlling too. Totally. Like, yeah. it, it, even if he were to take that shit on, I'd be like, I, let me, cause that would add stress. Yes. I'm just like, let me do it. Cause yeah. I know it's going to be done the right way. Yeah. Yeah. And I can do it faster. I know exactly what we need. Yeah. I'm going to cook the dinner anyway. So why are you going to go shopping? Like he offers to go to the grocery store, but I'm like, if he goes, he buys shit we don't need. Yep. He buys the wrong kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And then I have to like deal with like, okay, now we spent too much money this month. Yeah. <laughs> like, Isn't, but that's so interesting. And like, what an asshole. Like me. Like, that's just no, so I do the same like, thing. 
okay, I'm, you're trying to help. And I'm like, no, your help isn't good enough. Yeah. I do the same thing. One time I've probably told this story and Rob is going to kick me when he hears because one, Rob listens to our podcast. One time Rob came home. We were way before we were married. We were living in Brooklyn. He came home with Chinese food and I had already planned dinner. And I did, he will claim to this day that I yelled at him and made him feel stupid, which is not true. Mm-hmm. Although maybe but that's it, the story in his head. Yes. I was just like, oh, I had already planned dinner. Thank you. Fine. We'll eat Chinese food. And he has never done that again. <laughs> done that Cause again. Cause he learned. Cause he learned that I'm a control freak. Cause like the, but not a control freak. Cause they do listen to that's, you. Yeah. When you say no. So not really though. Like, and then what? So how do you let go of some of this? I don't know. I, I think this is why it's so exhausting to be a parent. Yeah. This is the thing. Like, cause I bet Mike and Rob and other dads out there also have a mental load. And I would like to know what it is. Yeah. That we're just not, not, not conscious. Because that's the thing. Like enough. when Mike was like, tell me about this me too thing for you. Like yeah. he's, I don't, why he doesn't know. Cause I haven't told him. Yeah. So like. And, like, the other thing about my husband in particular, and I think this is more common for men, is that they don't just, like, talk ad nauseum about what's right. going on inside of their brains. Right. And that's a huge part of it. I it's, think that's yeah, a huge like, part of it. I'll complain about something all day long. I'll complain yeah. until, like, I have, until I'm a, sh- a shell yeah. of a person. <laughs> he won't do that. Nope. So, like, who, know- who knows? I don't know what his mental load is. Yeah. I, I, I mean... He had, if we can share this, right? Like he, he took him a while. He was out of work for a little while, yeah. right? I mean, he was doing some side stuff, but I bet that was a huge part of his mental load. Huge stressor. Money, 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 money. I money. Think. I think for and guys. And that's also very gendered. Yeah. God, we are so not progressive. No. I mean, but money is on my mind constantly too. Oh yeah, mine too. But I don't, I don't make any. But really, you don't tie and- it to self-worth. Like this is uh, the thing. Like, I do no, I don't. I, I don't. don't tie. I don't tie like no. salary to self worth. I think in the way that like men do. Men do. Yeah. I just heard Alec Baldwin on um, Terry Gross yesterday, and he was talking about his dad was a teacher and he never made any money. Did were you listening to this? This is so funny. I literally turned the car on for one minute, and this is the clip of that that I heard. Really? Yeah. How he was saying like that he always felt like that was his job in life. Like you just go make money. That's what men do. They make money, yep. and maybe that's just so ingrained in our society. But I mean, even I know I am doing it to my kids. Like we drive by this. We've been driving by this house that's being built every morning. And we've just been, you know, having like a fun, like, look, they, now they put windows and it's done. It's beautiful. And Levi keeps saying, I want to move in. When do we get to live Aww. there? And I'm like, when daddy gets a better job, <laughs> like we can't afford <laughs> it. It's too expensive. And Levi has said to him, like, we need a bigger house now, daddy. Oh my God. And I'm sure it's just cause I've been, you know, I think we need a bigger house. So I was like, well, I'm not, I can't afford to pay for any of this house because I don't make any money either. Yeah. So it, we're, we do it. We're doing it. Yeah. It's passed down. Yeah. And I mean, before the boys were born, we had this conversation where I was like, I am not cooking every night. Like you have to cook sometimes just to show them. And that has never happened. 
And every night Rob makes them say thank you for dinner, mommy. Like he'll just say, like, did we say thank you for dinner? Thank you for dinner. Which I appreciate. That's very nice. Yeah. But it is, I, I mean, I'm nothing against it. But like if we're talking about gender stereotypes, it's again sort of reinforcing. Yeah. This is what mommy does. When Mike makes dinner, he just takes her out to eat. Which is Which great. then pisses me off too. Oh, I'm yeah. like, And now we're spending money. Yep. Yes. <laughs> just cook some dinner. Basically, they just can't. They can't win. Nobody can win. Nobody can win. And and this is the thing. I think people get so run down and so exhausted yeah. by all of these things and all of these pressures and and everything feels so hard. And and in this article that we that we both read. It's about Gen, Gen X one. It's Gen X. What was going around? We'll share it. Yeah, it's about like um, midlife crisis for women. Yes, yes. Specifically. Um, she's like, one of the sections, it's a long article. It took me like a few days to plow through it's it. Long. Um, but one of the sections in it, she says that this mother of this woman came over and was like, you play with your kids? Like, why do you do that? We never did that. Like, yeah. that's so much work. Like, why would you do that? And like, I think what happens is like, we always talk about this. Like we make it harder on ourselves in a way than I think our parents did. Oh yeah. My, did your parents ever play with you? I don't recall that. We watched TV with my parents. Yeah. I mean, I recall watching TV and we went shopping with my mom. I don't remember playing. I don't remember playing either. I don't remember playing anything. Um, we did like plays. We and did stuff. plays. Yeah. We but did. we would do them. And then I would make my, we would make my mom be the audience. Yeah. For the yeah, plays. Yeah. And then my dad would direct us and it would, he would be like, let's play socks. But like, this is like when I just heard what you said and I'm sorry about that. That's um, <laughs> this is sure why you're so fucked up. Sure this is the root. Okay. You can save yourself a lot of money in therapy because <laughs> I just figured out why you're very damaged. <laughs> yes. My dad said our plays sucked. It's like that. There's a musical. What's the musical? It's depressing. It's the musical about the lady who has Next depression. Normal. Mm, that's normal. another one. It's another one. It'll come to me. But anyway, her dad was really hypercritical. And then she was a mess. Um, that's basically the plot line of everybody's life. Yes. And now we're ruining our kids. But what happens is like at some point, some people feel like, okay, I can't do it anymore. Yes. And when you reach that moment, what do you do? Like people, like the, the term like blow up your life. Yeah. Like blow up your life. This is when people like have affairs or like take off in a way yeah or buy cars i don't know why you would do that with their job yeah quit or their jobs um you know like it's just this start over but you can't start over with kids and this is what's sort of interesting to me like working right now with these kids <laughs> they're not kids but they're they're in a different yeah. phase of their lives yeah. yeah i'm like man you guys have your lives ahead of you. Like, you, so like, do you, but like, but like there are choices that we have made that are irreversible. Yeah. Not that I want to reverse them. Even if I did, like I couldn't, but like there are, there are permanent choices that have been made. Mm-hmm. Like I own a house. Yeah. I you're have a husband. You're stuck. There's a stuckness. I and have I think a child. That, that yeah. Article sort of address that. The article addresses that, and then this stupid show we've been watching, Friends with College, gets into this too. And they're making terrible decisions. Yeah. And they're hurting. They're doing terrible things to each other because they're like at this point in their lives where they're like facing forty, and they like feel 
like everything's been decided. And this article gets into the fact that there's this U-shape to life Mm -hmm. where you have like this euphoria and then around 40 or 50, whenever the midlife thing happens, you dip down and your happiness like bottoms out. Yeah. And then by the time you get to be elderly, you're back to the same level of happiness. Because you're in Florida on the beach. And you can look back at your life and feel this pride. Right. But when you're in the thick of it, like I read this Facebook viral thing today that made me cry. It said it was going to make me cry and then it did make me cry Uh about this woman who was looking at this old photo of her. You'll see it. It's running around in the hospital bed. She just delivered a baby five hours before and she's sitting there with a boy who's four and a girl who's two, like reading them a book after having just delivered a baby five hours before. That's insane. And she's talking about looking at this photo and just weeping because she's missing her babies but then also like just so sad for that mother. Like, right. <laughs> like, like how did you survive right. that? Right. Like how did you get through that yeah. time where you were like literally just gave birth and were having to read a book to these yeah. children? Okay. So I wanted, I thought I was thinking about this Me Too campaign I'm going to tie this back to exactly what you're talking about. And it was right after I had this, I said I was sick on the last show and it got worse and I was like felt extreme pain and I felt extreme pain because I had to get this thing removed. And then I was like, I have to go get my kids at five. Is that going to be fine? And she was like, oh yeah, you you should be able to drive. I thought I was going to pass out. So I had to like lie there for a while. And then I was like, shoot, I got to get up and go get the kids. And not that if I had called Rob and said, I can't do this, I know he would have come. Not saying that at all. But then I was like, oh, that beer that Rob wants is like, I think it came out this week. Let me go run because I was right by the the local brewery place. I was like, let me just run by there. It's Went and got my kids. And I was like, this is the me too. That it's like, yes, you we've dealt with fear of men and harassment, but you just continue on. Like me too. I continued on too. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge part of it. And I hate again, like I know we have some one or two male listeners to turn this into like a female conversation, but it is. But I felt I wanted to write something about that. Like this is the me too is like all these women get each other. Yes. Because, and the doctor said to me, guys are always faint. And I was like, that is like, it's like poignant. That is. They're, man. Like, mm. so. Baby making. Yeah. So it's just the mental load, the, just like the struggle that yeah. going just, but just being like, well, what else am I going to do? And I need to get off the table and go get my kids. Yeah. Just shrug it off. Well, I'll be fine. Yeah. Like this is Who what. else is going to do this? Right. It's so true. It's very bizarre. And then you take on the extra thing of getting your husband beer. Exactly. That nobody asked you to do. That nobody, and I didn't even have it. (laughs) I can't fucking believe that you put that on your list for that day. Well, it's like right next door. So what you were doing is saving yourself a trip. Yeah, I was like, it's right next door. Let me just go see. And I was like, maybe they'll give me free samples. Even though I just like probably would have passed out. Um, Okay, long story short. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> but I, I, I think the midlife thing is real. I'm, I, Do you feel that? Yet? Stuck? I feel... I, f- 
I think being in school has helped not feel as stuck because there's, there's something promise me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to graduate and then I'm going to mm-hmm. get whatever better job I think I'm going to get. Or if I'm stuck in my job without doing anything, I might feel, start to feel there's a, there's a stuckness with the kids. I mean, I'm supposed to go to some happy hour tonight and I'm like, I can't cause I, I have to bring them and I don't want to bring them. Yeah. I really, I don't want to like I could. Right. Then it's not fun for me, and so I just won't go. So there, I don't know if that's a stuck feeling, but it's just like, yeah, it's way they're way way they're weight they're weight. But I think that is part of what it is when you have young children. Yes, because yes. I think that's something that changes. Yes, when they get to be older and more independent, and they don't need you, and they don't want to be around you, yes. then you do have the freedom to do more of what Absolutely. you want to do. My, one of my good friends was telling us she went to visit one of her friends and she was like, I was just so impressed with how they live their life. Like they're just like, they're just fun. They just have fun. And I said, don't, what is, how old is their daughter? And she was like, she's 11. And I was like, that's why. That's why. They can have fun now. Right. They probably didn't have fun for about six, seven years. Yeah. My sister too. Like my sister bought like a, a little mini Cooper. She's got a new job. Like I think she's starting to have fun again. Yes. Her kids are 11 and 8. Like, right. They're t- a little more independent. 12 and 8. Yeah. Yeah. We just got a homework folder sent home this week. Good a Lord. homework folder. And every day there's an activity we're supposed to be doing at home. And I literally, again, felt like somebody was choking me. Because yeah. I was like, okay. So now we have... Swimming on Wednesday, gymnastics on Thursday, homework every day now, and she's three. Yeah, that's crazy. Like every day. We get one a week. It's like, but it's this sort of like Montessori wise. So it's optional, but I'm crazy. Yeah. So I'm like, if you're telling me that I need to do once a day, I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, because I get crazy about that shit. And that's because my dad was like the psychotic, overachieving crazy Nazi about school. And so like we, we have a lot of like spilkas, like that's one of them. Like you have to succeed at school. Yeah. So if I get a homework folder, like the homework has to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she wants to do it. I mean, she keeps talking about doing it as well, but the swim and the gymnastics, I mean, that's on you, right? You well, signed her up for that. I know. The swim I justify because I'm like sure. safety. It's good. Gymnastics. She needs to not drown. It's good. Gymnastics she asked for, and all I want to do is take her out of it. But she loves it. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn it. She loves it. Like she loves it. She was telling me today all the stuff they did yesterday. So the overscheduling thing is our it's a parent's fault because we feel like we need to do something with our kids. And then it leads to pressure on yourself and more fatigue and more fatigue. And then the time that maybe you weren't driving them to X, Y, and Z, you could be sitting and coloring with them. Well, and like my mom took her yesterday cause my schedule is so crazy right now. And then when we got home at 1130, my mom was like, right when she was going to bed, Iris said, I really miss my mommy. Aww. And I'm like, and my mom said, she's not going to, this is not going to be forever. She'll be back. This is just temporary, but I'm like, and then that adds to my, like, so here I am trying to do something for me to unstuck yourself, to fuel my soul and my sense of self and it's damaging her. Yeah. So then how do you balance that? I mean, I understand that she's going to be fine and she feels loved and 
Yeah. But I will tell you, every morning she comes to climb into bed with me and has to snuggle ferociously. <laughs> like she needs it. And she is a, a, a child of size. She is a child of size. <laughs> she, my mom told me they, that she took her to dinner last night and there was a woman who was like pulling her children in the parking lot. This was kind of crazy. And the kids were crying and like, obviously they had been terrible. Like mm-hmm. obviously it was not the mother's fault. Right. Um, but Iris started screaming at the mother. Oh my God. My mom was like, I was horrified. She was screaming at the mother. You can't do that. Stop doing that. She was yelling at this mother. That's insane. And I said to her today when we were walking to school, I was like, why did you do that? And she said, I was trying to be nice to the children. Like they needed her assistance. Right, right. I was like, who are you? (laughs) Like my mom said the people at the other table just like turned and were like, what is wrong with this child? (laughs) But that's empathetic. You she want is, an empathetic she, kid, you got one. She has empathy. Yeah. She was trying to save these children from yeah, their mother. From their own mom. She's like pointing out abuse. I would have like, oh my God. Mm-mm. That's hilarious. Anyway, so. <sighs> the mental load. So if there's dads listening, uh, tell us about your mental load. Because I, I would love to know. I would love to have a dad on to have a conversation about, about a dad's mental load. Yeah. Because all the women are writing these articles. Always. They're always written by women. I also thought it was interesting in this article, this Gen X article, that it said like 69% of divorces are initiated by women. Yep. Did you know that? I, I, I had a, a inkling, but I did not know that. Because men are just, they're fine with it. They're fine with it, right? Yeah. Like they'll... They'll just deal. They'll and deal. They'll an affair, but they'll just The deal. women are the ones who like can't take it anymore. Yeah. And then I was thinking of my friends who have gotten divorced or who are like going through divorces and I was like yes yeah. it is the women that I initiate so. that I think so I think I have one or two friends that was the man but no mostly women mostly I think it's women. because with women like when we decide something's not right I can't I can't let go of it no it's not like I can like put it in a, in a shelf in my mind yeah I think yeah. men are easier it's easier for them to like compartmentalize something in that way yeah and men get married again so quickly. Like they yes. just like a life where somebody takes care of them. So anyway, we, I think men, I would love to talk yeah, to Yeah, I'd about like this. to hear about the mental load because I'm sure it exists and we just are not aware of it and we're complaining about our own, um, which is fine. We should complain about it. I don't even feel like we're complaining. I feel like we're like, this is a fact. Yeah. Like it, it's like the me too shit. It's like yeah. you said, it's like. I'm not even complaining about it. I'm like, this is how I live my life. And I know every fucking woman who is listening to this episode will agree. Yeah. You have just a constant checklist going on in your head. I'll call it a barrage. A barrage of checklists. Yes. Multiple lists. It's like, it can be maddening. Yeah. And then you forget your shoes. And then like, I have this. Every day. (laughs) (laughs) I forget my shoes. <laughs> to put them on your feet? No. Like I'll go, I'll get my like gym bag or whatever and I never remember to bring my shoes. At least you have your gym bag, Abby. Yeah, there's that. I have one friend who every time like we log up text, she's like, remember to do something relaxing. Remember to do something that makes you feel good. I'm like, what is that? What do you do? What are you even do? talking about? I don't even know what a, re- what does that mean? Medication. I, that's the only thing I know that would relax me. I can't even, yeah. Like what? 
I took a bath r- recently just because I wanted to like soak this whole thing. Were you bored? No, <laughs> I just wanted to like, somebody was like, you should take a bath. It's good for right inflammation. Um, I couldn't even, I, I don't even know what to do in a bath. I was like, I'm like, what do five I minutes. do? I put a timer on. No joke. Yes. Cause I was like, well, let me not fall asleep. And I was like, I can't fall asleep. I don't even want to be in this. I know. So, I have a very nice bath in my bathroom. You do. It's like a big bath. Yeah. I don't know what to do in there. Even if I get in there, I'm like, I could be doing so many other things right now. Right. This is such a waste of time. And my phone, I was worried. I kept, I was, kept thinking I was going to drop it in the bath. So it's like, none, none of this. None of this. I know. Just get out of the bath. I know. So tell us about your bathing habits. <laughs> you can, but thank you to our listener who wrote us and she is such a good listener and yes. we appreciate the feedback always. We do. And mm-hmm. I'm not checking my privilege right now. <laughs> I'm not going to end with I'm a privilege check. I'm checking privilege, girl. Girl, you're checking it. <laughs> all right. It's good to talk to you. Yes. We'll see you all next week. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. We're, we're back for real. Goodbye. Bye. You can follow Hands Off Parents on Twitter, at Hands Off Parents, or you can always send us an email at handsoffparents at gmail.com. Or if you look on Facebook, if you're into that thing, you can find us there as well. Hands Off Parents is Steph and Abby. Mail camp.